Yo, welcome to Conscious Hypocrite. I'm Carly. I'm Will. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to talk about sports. Drake! <laughs> um, um, we did a little bit of... Little a sprinkling of talk about misogyny and, and feminism and rap music, yeah, but not it didn't get too heavy, yeah, not too heavy. Uh, talk about um, Grey Worm, yeah, that's gonna be at the end. We're gonna have a little funny clip to end out the show, uh, so let's get into it. In our sports segment today, we talk a little uh, Warriors and the players just getting swept, which. I kind of predicted. Yes, if you listen back to the first episode, you said that you wanted the Blazers to win two in a row, but that you were nearly positive that that was not going to happen and that they were going to get swept, which yeah. is exactly what happened. And through this time, I don't know if I got a chance to speak on the, uh, the Bucks and the Raptors. So I think when we filmed this, I think the Bucks were up. Two, recorded. Recorded. The Bucks were up 2-0. And now Toronto has stormed back and made it a series. It's 3-2 now. 3-2 now. As of when we're recording this. Um, And I kind of saw that kind of happening. Um, but that can go 7. But anyway, I don't know who's going to win. really win that one. That's kind of a toss-up. Either or is cool. But in the midst of all this magical basketball going on, <laughs> oh, man, we have our friend Aubrey. Aubrey Graham. Popping up. A.K.A. Drake, A.K.A. Champagne Poppy. Yeah, I don't even know all the A.K.A.s. <laughs> but anyway. So, so he's the... Uh, the ambassador. To the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. And kind of like the the yeah ambassador of the team. Like, what even... That's what they're saying now. Like, what even... That's is, cool, too. So he, he does... To be fair, he does have, like, an official job with the Raptors, I guess you could say. But mostly it's, like, you're our our celebrity. And <laughs> you're our celebrity fan. Fan, and he draws the crowd. You know, it's cool. But there's, there's certain lines that shouldn't be crossed while um, the game is going on. Like, uh, Drake massaging the coach's back while they were playing. Now, you, you flip that, and nobody can come on stage while Drake is performing. You get what I'm saying? Oh, wow. I didn't like, even think about that. Like, if a fan, if a fan or anything was to come on stage, secu- security comes and knocks them out. All right. But it's okay for you to walk around and massage dudes back. and uh, you, you could talk to the players. Be play- all extra on the you court. Could, you could talk to the players and do all that you want. But you know, cause Spike Lee, I believe he was he was more ruthless than Drake. A lot of people forget about Spike Lee. If you don't know about Spike Lee, kids, go look him up. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, you know, there's boundaries that shouldn't be crossed, and that was. <laughs> and uh, the Bucks coach, I just got the, pulled up this really funny quote from the Bucks coach. His name is uh, I can't pronounce it. His name is Buckenholtz. Bolden, but Budenholzer. What's oh that? no! Wait, N- no. Raptors coach Nick Nurse is that the coach of the Raptors? Or you don't know what the, the name of the coach is? 
I don't know his name, but he pulled up this funny quote because the coach of the of of the of the Bucks really did not uh, think that it was appropriate what Drake was doing, even though Will said that that Spike Lee, uh, you know Jack Nicholson, other other celebrity fans have been pretty aggressive on the on the sidelines. Spike Lee was way worse. Right. So this coach uh, says, I don't know how much he's on the court. It sounds like you guys are saying it's more than I realize. Uh, there's certainly no place for fans. And, you know, whatever it is exactly that Drake is for the Toronto Raptors, <laughs> which is shady that he said that, <laughs> you know, to be on the court, there's boundaries and lines for a reason. And like I said, the league is usually pretty good at being on top of stuff like that. So he thought that Drake was kind of over overstepping. Yeah, just, just a bit. That's all I saw with the with the. Him being funny. You're not on SNL, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're not. It's not funny. You know, that dude's doing his job. He's working right now. You rubbing his back or whatever. All right. But if somebody was to do that at your show, you would have a hissy fit and your your security Tito or whoever the hell the dude is would knock him plumb out. So so would you say that 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 Drake was for the most part? Okay, but he kind of crossed the line when he was rubbing the coach's yeah, back and yeah, yeah. For him uh, taunting Giannis and all those—that's fine. That's that. That's that's a part of it. But him rubbing the coach's back, no, dude. That means anybody sitting in the front world could do that. Just because you're an ambassador, do you do you see the mascot coming out and rubbing the coach's back? Yeah, nah, that would bro. be pretty funny to see though. But I guess you the mascot, bro. Um. And so we're going to play a really quick clip. It's about 40 seconds from Drake at the end of the game. What was that? Game five last game night? Five. Where it was a Milwaukee home game. Right. So but Drake was in Toronto watching it. This call, they're, they're in this thing called the Jurassic Park. And, you know, Which is what? Uh, it's like fans outside. So they get to watch it on a big, uh, big teleprompter or whatever. Um... I don't know how long they've had the Jurassic Park. And, you know, I don't know if they had it when Vince Carter was playing, but, you know. So this clip, uh, a lot of people were saying that Drake sounded crazy and he sounded coked up or drunk or I don't know what. But here, here it is. The whole world, look around, look around you. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. Look around at the square. I promise you right now, we did this. Doesn't matter what anybody says. They can say it's disrespectful. They can say it's this and that. And that. Everybody's within, everybody's within the rules. Everybody's doing their thing. OPR is proud and passionate. We are like a college sports team. The Toronto Raptors are a college sports team. I promise you. I love what? Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the NBA Finals. Yeah, he he looks he was slurring a little bit. He looks a little. Uh, I couldn't really see his pupils. I'm sure they were there and they were the normal size, but uh, he looked a little he looked a little inebriated for sure. Yeah, he's probably. I mean. His seat was a sta- like a stage. He was like on a stage and everybody was watching him watch the game. And he's <laughs> with him and his homies, his woes at, in the six. His woes. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he was excited and happy. But Toronto Raptors is like a college team? What? I don't know. what. He, I think maybe he and, meant that like. like the, the, the vibe. I get the it. Fans? The, the fan base. All right. You could. Maybe does Toronto even like what? No, you no, bro, no. But anyway, you, it's cool, man. You having fun? Your team is winning. Um, good for you because there was there was 
this rumor going around there was you had a curse on all the teams you rooted for. Well, bro. he actually, I don't know, he actually, uh, he posted a bunch of pictures of him wearing Bucks jerseys because he said yeah, that was part to reverse the, the curse, curse or, whatever. or whatever. Okay, so um, earlier I said, yeah, Mike Budenholzer is the Milwaukee coach, and I guess Nick Nurse is the Raptors coach. Yeah. So that was uh, what I, the quote I read earlier was from Budenholzer talking about Drake. All right, so. Uh, anything else? I mean, you kind of already said that your predictions for the rest of the Eastern semis is that it could be a toss-up. Like you really yeah, it's know. a toss-up. I mean, the Bucks could play better, but it looks like uh, the Raptors have made some uh, adjustments. I mean, after all of this fuckery, I would like to see the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, why not? Have Drake and Oracle wilding out on... Steph. <laughs> Which is messed up because I do feel like I do want to see the Buck like the Bucks have some good people that I'd like to see play in the finals. It's all good. But the Raptors would just it'd be too it'd be so funny. Just light skin easy. Yes. Light oh skins, my god. Light skin energy just <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. Sign me up. Get your popcorn ready. Okay, so that was sports. And next we're gonna get into our conscious hypocrite segment. For the conscious hypocrite segment, I wanted to talk about something that uh, potentially makes me a conscious hypocrite, which is being a feminist who also likes to listen to misogynistic rap music. We love you hoes. <laughs> yep, that's right. Um, so when I was looking up, basically doing research for this, I was looking up, you know, different articles about different artists and misogynistic lyrics and kind of just like the history of misogyny and hip hop. And one interesting thing that came up was that uh, there are sort of three main stereotypes of black women specifically in hip hop. And so one thing already off top that I'm seeing as something that makes me a hypocrite is that I have the privilege of seeing and listening to these rappers be misogynistic and it's basically you assume that they're talking about black women and they're talking and you in the music videos you're seeing black women and i'm not a black woman so maybe it's easier for me to be able to separate myself from that and that yeah that might make me a hypocrite that's some cold cloak shit right there so the the three stereotypes mm. that were <laughs> The three stereotypes that that they said was most, and when I say they, I, I mean never knew, dude. there was this article. I, I mean, I feel a lot of feelings. This <laughs> article um, that came out by Lindsay. Oh, I'm sorry, Melanie Marie Lindsay, and the the article was titled "Who You Calling a Bitch: A Content Analysis of the Images Used to Portray African American Women in Rap Music." So this came out in 2016, and the three stereotypes that she saw was one of them was like the mammy slash baby mama. So this is the woman who is like trifling. She, uh, she's kind of like un unsexualized and right. kind of, uh, they're just making fun of her. Like sloppy. Yeah. Or, or just like one that they're, they're really talking down to, but there's not really a sexual component. It's just kind of just talking shit about her. Right. Um, and then there's the Jezebel, who is like the hoe or the freak, right? you know, which, yeah, maybe we'll get into that in a little bit. And then the third one is just the, the stereotypical, it's called the Sapphire or the, or the Sapphire. And I, when I looked that up, apparently it's a, 
it's a thing that's been happening since Jim Crow. And it's uh, this other article I found that is the Jim Crow from the Jim Crow Museum of Racist Memorabilia. It says the sapphire caricature portrays black women as rude, loud, malicious, stubborn, and overbearing. This is the angry black woman popularized in cinema and television. So they're saying this is the third stereotype message that is in hip hop. So of those three, I think the ones that you see the most are the Jezebel and the baby mama. Um, And the Jezebel one is just like the super sexualized, objectified woman. Tatiana. Tatiana, yeah, totally. Um, And... Yeah, and us just kind of, and Will and I just kind of talking about different rappers and talking about the history of rap music. It seems like it wasn't always that women were being nah. objectified. Like we were listening. We, you and I, T Y. We were. Um, you and I, T Y. We were driving up. We were we were driving up. Um, we were driving to Reno, and we were listening to uh, Rock Him. Right. And there wasn't he was nothing about bitches, nothing about objectification, and then the female rappers of that time were also not not, uh, not talking about that either. Like Queen Latifah and stuff was not talking about that. So at a certain point, like. at a certain point, things changed, and that kind of became the popular. That's what's marketable, right? And the interesting thing about it, especially now, is that. The female rappers are objectifying men. <laughs> so it's kind of like objectification on both sides is popular. But I also think that What um, about what about young uh MA though? And well young and young MA object also she is a if flip you don't know who the, she is. Flip the script. She's a uh a very masculine female rapper who's a lesbian who also objectifies women. Um <sighs> But the thing about it is, I feel like um, I just really like seeing men being objectified in here because it's like it's like the oh, the script right. is being being flipped and it's kind of like feels like a payback. Yeah, kind a of thing. Bit. They give a little payback, a little give back. But I also cool. think that um, in this in this new era of like, um, uh, not I think pr- you got a small dick. Oh, this new era of like sex positive stuff objectification doesn't seem as bad as it may have before. I don't know. I feel like uh, rap, when I was growing up, the reason why my parents were kind of turned off by it is because it was, I don't know, all the sex talk was seemed like a, like a little, like a... Too much? Yeah, and now you have all these female rappers that are kind of owning their sexuality right. and talking about being freaky. More open book. Yeah, and not, and there's no stigma against that. Like. Right. Shout out normalizing it, kind of. Shout out to Megan The Stallion. That was the clip we played in the beginning. Um, I've been listening to her album Fever a lot, and she totally owns her sexuality. So does like Cardi B, Nicki Minaj. That's one thing that a lot of these popular female rappers have in common, and maybe that's why they're so popular is because now the whole marketable thing is being like talking about sex and being sexy and not protect yourself and not being like, you know, what. Not being scared to, or talk not about thinking it. of it as a bad thing, a bad thing, and not. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that goes to kind of what Will was singing in the background a second ago. Is like, it seems like the worst thing, even from back in the day, that a man man could say about a woman was that um, they were sleeping with everybody, and that that was the big insult. 
And for women who are rap, the big insult against men is that they have bad sex or it's they have a small dick. It seems like like men saying all this whole stuff about, oh, well, you have sex with everyone. It's like, that's not really an insult anymore. It's kind of yeah, just like... Dudes do it too, though. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. Right, and it's, and so what if everyone is having sex with who they want, as long as it's consensual? Right. And, and that's another thing, too, that I found in a couple different places, one of which is something Roxane Gay talked about, is in an interview, because she, Roxane Gay actually has a book called Bad Feminist, where she talks about all these things that she does that is technically, maybe doesn't align with feminism. And so in this interview, um, the interviewer is asking her, is there some forms of misogyny that are better than others? Is there a scale? And Roxane Gay says, I don't think the scale should exist, but of course there is one. There's a song like Blurred Lines that's actively encouraging the, blurry, the blurring of lines of consent. And I definitely think that's infinitely more harmful than Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. So Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke, who is not a rapper. He's just a white singer dude, if you don't know who he is. Where the whole song is he's talking about yeah blurred lines of consent it's like that's way worse than any rap song that says bitch or hoe in it right yeah facts and also it's like a lot of rappers it's like a character like it's not even like they're live like we don't hear about these rappers going out and doing all these horrible things to women assault and all that yeah, it's, there's, a, there's a couple there's a few but it's but. mostly these old white guys that are perpetrating all this stuff mm. She said it. Yeah, it's just... But it is interesting to think of it as a scale of, like, some stuff is better than others. Like, like some stuff is... It all, it all depends what gets out there to the media, you know. And, like, what we were saying in the beginning is it's, like, there's some popular songs that are trash where it's just, like, everything is just bitch-ho, bitch-ho, whatever. Right. But some are just so catchy. It's, like, I can't help it. I don't know. Yeah, they got you. Yeah, they got, they got me. <laughs> Um, another quote that I found from this, uh, this author, her name is Celine San Felice, and she wrote an article called why feminists can love rap and still give a fuck. And one of the really big kind of closing lines that she had said, music and media present us with a fantasy that we can either ignore, indulge in, or correct. Don't pick on my choice because odds are yours might be just as bad. So essentially she's saying... The world is misogynistic and problematic and you have to just, you can, you just have to kind of pick and choose what you think is bad that you shouldn't be contributing to or, or, uh, or funding and levels if, yeah, there's levels. And if you were to completely close your ears to everything, then you might have nothing, which is kind of fucked up to think about. It's levels. Um, yeah. So. I don't know. This might make me a bad feminist, but... I own that shit. I mean, I don't know. Let's go back to those first... Those those stereotypes. I mean... I I think the way to, com- to combat my feeling bad about it is to support female rappers. Whether... In whichever way they want to express themselves, I think is feminist. Right. So, I don't think that there's a... I think if you're a female rapper, it'd be pretty difficult for you to do something that I would think would be anti-feminist. Because as long as you're standing up in your truth and you and you feel empowered by it, yeah. then that's great. Question? Yes. I don't know if this is off track, a subject. 
if you were to have a daughter, say, would you have her spitting the lyrics in the back of the car, like you see some of the and in some of these videos? I mean, I think you'd have to have a conversation about it. Hmm. Okay. Like the thing about it is, I don't want. I was. I was. My parents didn't let me purchase a lot of the music that I wanted to purchase but that doesn't mean I did I mean I still listen to it right but at the same time like my my parents and I had a an open enough dialogue where my my views were pretty like hearing that didn't really affect me in any way like I didn't it didn't make me feel bad about myself okay or it didn't make me think I also knew that wasn't okay but I still liked the songs you still just like the song right. right and and that's another thing too is it's like how do you have conversations with kids about that? Because I'm a teacher in spaces where a lot of kids, their parents aren't around. Mm. And so maybe they are being raised by Takashi 69 and Whoa. Dude, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm so glad this came up. Oh, perfect. What happened? So, <laughs> and this is another thing that's completely different with like age. Because, you know, we have an idea of what we think kids are listening to. But you don't know how many girls in this middle school have XXX Tentacion hoodies oh, hoodies on. I've seen those more than any other artist. And he's the one who, I mean, yes, he died, RIP, I guess. But he's also the one who, you know, reportedly was like I saw one of those beating beating the shit out of his kid's mom and like abusing women and all this stuff and it's and would have gone to court if he hadn't died. Like he he yeah. actually speaking of people actually doing this in their life, he was an a rapper who was actually doing this these things in his life and all these little middle school girls have you know xxx tentacion just because he was this popular rapper at the time and then he died while they were you know he was i'm not going to say he's their tupac but yeah. he, but he's like this rapper that that was popular that died and you he, know he he was young i don't know how old he was but he probably made I mean, some mistakes he was just, i mean he was he's he didn't get a chance to like grow Right, and I'm not gonna say that he was. I'm not gonna say that I think he was attractive, but I could see how little middle school girls think he was attractive. Yeah, that's cool. He had a pretty face with some tattoos. You know what I mean? I could see. I could see how middle school girls would get sprung off that. And yeah, that would that would be. I don't think I if I knew what a rapper was doing. Well, I don't know. Now this is now okay. Here's a conversation. So, (laughs) like. If a rapper is talking about going to a strip club or having sex with women or talking about chicks being freaky or uh-huh. drop it, drop it like it's hot, bust right. it open. Okay, yeah. I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with Don't that. Don't shake that ass, girl. All that. I think... Pop that pussy. So. All that. Thoughtiana, I don't like just because I think that that song is a trash song. I think I would be okay with it if I liked the way it sounded. But how do I... I mean, I'm going to be an old weird, lady at the time. So maybe... Yeah, yeah. But that... that the, 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 like, sex stuff... Luke. The, Two Live Crew. The sex stuff, I feel like, is okay. <laughs> but I wouldn't let my... I wouldn't let my kid listen to... Even if in, in the... Even if the person is... Like, let's say this artist is a pop singer. And they're talking about, you know sugar sugar cane and butterflies and stuff but then in real life they're doing some foul shit right. i would have a problem with them listening to that artist rather oh, yeah. rather than someone who's talking about going to the strip club there's a, li- a lot of that going on that's the thing i think that's where you draw the line there's a lot of that going on so I, I guess i think as a feminist and as a non-black feminist i do think it's important to take all of these things into consideration um 
when you're talking about hip hop and I think it's okay to be able to separate yourself from it and still call yourself a feminist, but you do have to realize that a lot of these things may not affect you. And so you need to be a little bit more careful when you're uh, talking about it and having conversations with kids about it. And I don't know. Yeah, you do. No, you do know. But but a lot of people aren't as aware aware like you are. Well, I mean, it's just like we we talk about with intersectional feminism. It's like intersectional feminism is all about understanding that, um, not to say people have it, people are more, there's different levels of oppression and there's different. Yes. And so it's like, you have to, you have to do what you can to, uh, make it so you're supporting those people who have to deal with, with more stuff than you do basically. Yeah. And and here and there's another statistic that I just learned today which is today. off topic but kind today. of but kind of on topic is I just learned that there's a ton of black trans women that got murdered in the last like, you know, year. Mm. And um and the the what, the the, the aid the median the is it the median what's the what's the math term for like the average? I guess the the medium. the, the, yes, the, the medium the medium uh age expectancy for black trans women is 35 in the United States. And it might maybe, maybe even more than the United States, but like things, things like, like transphobic stuff and homophobic stuff. I mean, there's a lot of rappers who've said homophobic things that eventually they, they, uh, they change they ch- and they, and they, and they, yeah. yeah. And, but anything that's in 2019, that's homophobic or transphobic from a, from a, a, a female or male rapper still coming out is 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 not okay because these kids are out here still getting murdered and still killing themselves off of being bullied and stuff like that so i don't know this conversation was all over the place it was but but what what were some of the main takeaways i guess from this whether or not this makes me a, a conscious hypocrite i mean i guess i guess the the bottom line is that you should you support it you support it but you're conscious of the effects of the music when they talk about like homophobic stuff and all that like you're aware those of- and there's a lot there is i mean in, we we mentioned that that roxanne gay interview where she talks about the scale of misogyny and there is a scale like some things are worse than others and you right. should you should choose who you're supporting and choose who you're giving streams to. Some of it is trash. And if it's just whack, a whack some, beat, some <laughs> don't it, support it. Some of it is some good art, you know, but they just got some some difficult words in there that you might not agree with. Yes. You might want to pop your ass to. And if you're a woman and you want to, and if you're a young MA and you want to talk about headphony and you're uh, Megan Thee Stallion and you want to talk about how freaky you are, good good on you. That's fine. That's feminism to me, is you being able to express power yourself. Up, power up. Just don't talk about uh, Donald Trump. Just don't talk about anything like that. As long as you're not supporting people that are actively oppressing women, that's fine with me. Yeah, that's, that's cool too. Yeah. Okay, so before we close this out, um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Do I, do I, want, to, I do want to talk about something. So, I just want to talk about like bathroom etiquette. Um, what speci- specifically? What part of bathroom etiquette? I can like tell certain males that haven't 
live with females just by the way they use the bathroom. So sometimes I come into the bathroom and I look at the toilet seat. Which bathroom? Are we talking about our bathroom? No, not our bathroom. We're talking about work bathroom. We're talking about me at work. I go in there and the the toilet seat will be down and I'll see piss on the toilet seat. It lets me know, oh, you you don't live with women or you don't have a girlfriend. Or you didn't grow up with women. Or you didn't grow with women. Or you just don't care. Well, is this a bathroom? Is this a bathroom that... Is this a bathroom that um, is a men's bathroom? Or is this like an everyone free-for-all bathroom? This is an everybody bathroom. Oh. That is the... Yeah. Like a private stall, like kind of. Like uh-huh. women women and men can use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and sometimes I just see certain... I don't know who it is, but somebody tinkling on the damn seat, dude. I'm going to be completely TMI and I'm front about this. I am a stander when I <laughs> when I wipe. <laughs> is that being too is that too I like I am a I'm a stander. All right. And sometimes uh that means that you know there might be some drippage. So because what do you what do you do when it's dripping? I look, I look, I look, and I wipe it off. What? Thank you. That's the point I'm trying to make. Thank you. I I look and I wipe it off. Thank you. And I think even if you're a woman and you're a stander or a non-stander, you may be used to take a check, take a take or a look. Maybe that's just me. Is I'm used to seat. just looking, and because sometimes you know, women, it's not always, um, you know, we have. Uh, you know, our cycle, a cycle that follows the moon, you know, we bleed out of our vaginas. And that is something that you need to check too. Cause sometimes, I mean, you know, tampons should be all free. types of stuff. And so you, sometimes you, you need to check. And I think, yeah, that is something that tampons need to be free. But anyway, you need to check. Tampons need to be free. I feel like we said that in the last I, I'm episode. Keep I banging, like... I mean, keep, hey, if you're listening, hey man, I'm banging that. Dude. <laughs> tampons need to be free. So yeah. Word. Um, yeah, just, just take a look at the seat. Stop tinkling on the seat. If you tinkle on the seat, wipe the seat off because I, I feels like there's another a- woman's gonna like a woman's gonna come in. Oh man, like and do I have to wipe it off or do it? You gonna make me call uh, housekeeping really to wipe this the seat off when I could just like yeah come on. But when but you could just do it yourself, I'm not that familiar with men's bathrooms, although they are very fascinating to me and. What, what, I mean, I understand. What's so fascinating I underst- about them? I think urinals are just fast. Urinals are just a fascinating. It's not. I've a, always it's been not a urinal. It's a seat. This well, no, I no. I, toilet. I get that's what you're talking about. I'm just. You're asking me why I think it's fat. I've always thought urinals were fascinating. So what I'm saying is, I don't know how. Like, I know our men's bathrooms normally everyone's is willy nilly with it. Like our men's bathrooms usually super messy. And is the weird thing about it that this is a restroom that men and women both use? Depends where you go. Depends where you go. Okay. So I'm one. I mean, there's a certain type of dude, and and like, there's a certain type of dude where that that's how they are in life. That's all I'm they, saying. They, that's they, what they live. The ding, the ding, ding, ding. They live life with leaving pee on the seat, metaphorically. Yeah, so speaking. if you're gonna leave this pee on the seat at your job where you work at, in a multi, in a, yeah, where everybody uses the. Who knows what your house? Who knows what your house looks like? Mm. Or you just don't get? Or you just don't give a fuck? And you just gonna piss like. I don't know, but I think whatever type. If you don't person that just don't give a fuck, you are a low level, low level being. I think all men should get in the habit of putting the toilet seat down. I 
I, I pick it up. You know what I'm saying? I lift. I, I give it a lift. You know what I'm saying? Listen, there's a few there's a few nights where I've fallen in the toilet. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sometimes I don't close it because I give it a lift. That is my problem. See? Oh, damn. <laughs> I got caught up trying to get the pissers. I'm giving the pissers a hard time. What about the dudes that don't fucking close the seat down? I'm sorry. It's okay. Apologize. It's totally fine. Is there anything else you want to say on bathroom etiquette? Um, get everything off your chest. I mean, that's all. Because, you know, everybody has cleaning, different cleaning habits. And I might not be the most clean. You're pretty clean, though. And I do have to thank your sisters for that. I mean, I'm sure you would have been that way anyways. But I'll give an extra thank you to the women in your family. Um, okay, so shout before... Shout out to you. Shout, yeah. Then say, say it again. Shout out to you. There we go. Okay, special shout out. So, as we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, we're going to close this out with a... A clip of Will talking about Game of Thrones. This is a very short clip. And in real time, you're going to find out Will discovers the name of one of the characters. So even though we watched Game of Thrones for eight whole seasons, um, we still didn't know the name of the characters. <laughs> smack when I watch that show sometimes. So this is Will in real time learning the name of one of the characters. Smack. Yo, look, people drop swords. Um... The shit was overkill, low key. Like she was doing way more than she needed to do, and that's the thing is, Jon Snow was out there, like Jon Snow was out there trying to protect people. Uh, the enemy, uh, oh light skinned Chico the Barge, motherfucker, Grey Worm. Yeah, his girl got his head decapitated. Whatever his name is, Grey Worm. Mm. His name is Grey Worm. Grey Worm got <laughs> no. Grey Worm was the name of the guy, the the fucking warrior guy. And his girlfriend's name. His was name like, is Gray Worm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not his. That's the name he was given because he was a slave. It was like a whole. You remember that episode? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that shit he doesn't have a wiener either. That shit got lopped off. Gray Worm has a wiener. No, Gray, he got taken. Gray Worm is fucking. <laughs> that's the end. Of- That's the end of the show. Um, thanks for listening, you guys. We did want to add some extra stuff at the end, though, because we are recording this on a couple different days. So in the beginning, we talked about uh, how we weren't sure who was going to win the series between the Raptors and the Bucks. Bucks. But the Raptors won. Yes. And it was a blowout. So the Raptors are going Kawhi. to... Kawhi don't lie. So the Raptors are going to uh, going to play the Warriors. Warriors. In the finals. And we're gonna re- try to record this, like have this out at least once a week. So game one should have already happened by the time we uh, release the next episode. Right. So uh, Will's gonna give some predictions for how he thinks that that role. game's gonna turn yes. out. Yes. Got game one. I believe it's in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be light skin fever in the building. Drake. It's another conscious hypocrite Clay, segment. <laughs> Steph in the building of. Do you think Drake's gonna be at the game? Van Bleet. Oh, you said it's in Toronto. Oh, yeah, yeah, Drake's gonna be. They there. all gonna be here, oh, man. Yeah. Cheeked out, Chico the barged out. But anyway, um. 
So is KD supposed to play? KD is not playing in the first game. In the first game, okay. for sure. They talking about Cousins is coming back. Uh, I just think the Warriors are going to win the game. For some, I just see them winning the first game. Yeah, I don't see them losing. Okay, so that's Will's prediction, and that's the end of the I show. Mean, they got too many people. And that's the end of the show. Yeah, that is the end of the show. <laughs> now that's the end of the show. Thanks, thanks, you guys. Okay. Bye. Bye.